0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Okay, welcome back to the show, and today I have a guest that you might not recognize, but his name at the bottom might give it away. He's been on the show before, but we're going to talk about life before this man was known as Much. It's Mr. Vic Devine. How are you doing, man?
0: Good. How are you?
1: Doing good. You've got some guests with you there today. Do you want to uh, show me him?
0: Yes. uh, I am here with uh, Buddy. This is... uh... Macho dog buddy Savage here, and uh, we got in the back now she's being shy. Hey, Daisy, she was totally up in my face before. Yeah,
1: she'll... she's gone for a nap.
0: Yeah, look at her. She's like, That's uh, yeah, she's just hiding. You'll see her, she'll pop up, she'll be right here in my face in a minute. There, there she goes. <laughs> there she is. So, that's yeah. Daisy. Death yes, Buddy, and these are my uh, co-pilots and my my uh, my, my co-hosts here. My, yeah, uh,
1: and sp- speaking of co-hosts, we'll touch on it before we continue. You've got a new podcast out there, which is very good, and I'm going to post the link in the description of this video where you have two co-hosts. Do you want to just explain to people uh, the podcast just before we kick into things?
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's called The Modge and it's on YouTube. Um, we do it through StreamYard. Um, I got... Uh, my tech guy who you know basically has done everything uh on the on the tech on the tech side uh you know all of my social media his name is dennis and uh you know i i give him props as often as i can because without him nobody would know who i am because you know i do my thing but he makes sure that i'm visible you know i send him something yeah. and it's up on all my social media right away he created my website. It was his idea to, to do a podcast and do it. You know, I didn't know anything about StreamYard. And uh, and then me and him met a, a guy named Eric, who he was basically just a huge fan of Macho Man and a huge fan of my Facebook lives and stuff. He was always on there and we just got to know him. And he's like uh, like an encyclopedia of wrestling and Macho Man. so. He, you know, he's a great co-host because he, he, he digs up some great questions, you know, um, to the guests, you know, that I just recently started to have. Um, I've been fortunate to have met so many people during my time in the wrestling business that it dawned on me because at first we were just doing this podcast where you know just like every wrestling podcast you got three guys going back and forth talking about what's going on in wrestling and our opinions yeah. and i was just like all right this is stale man even i'm not enjoying this you know and then i just started to ask people that i knew personally you know uh or or they knew of me or whatever like that and i just figured you know i'll just I just start asking people if they're interested in jumping on my uh, my podcast, and I was very surprised by how many people were like, "Yeah, sure, when," you know.
1: Yeah, so- there's not there's nothing better, I don't think, than um, than freshening it up and talking to guests. Like I, when I do this podcast, I don't stick to wrestling all the time. I might talk to like horror actors, musicians, whatever. I try to keep it different all the time. And sometimes that doesn't work because, like, if you look at my views on YouTube, say, like, we've got a couple of hundred thousand now, but the subscribers are, like, way down. I think that because the content might be so diverse on my side, that maybe the commitment isn't there. That's what I found anyway. But I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing anyway, man. I'm enjoying it. And it's a nice little break. And it's nice to talk to people in different areas anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sure. And just just on yourself anyway with the the wrestling stuff when you were growing up like was wrestling a big part of your childhood growing up and was it something that you envisioned yourself going into or were you more into the acting kind of side of things
0: um i was uh i was obsessed with it the first time that i saw it and made up my mind at exactly that that moment um I mean, I remember it. I got a bad memory, but I remember it as if it was yesterday. It was the it was the first WrestleMania. Um my dad had a, a VHS copy of WrestleMania. Um and I'm not sure exactly how it, it was around that time that, you know, uh you know, it was in like eighty five or maybe eighty six, but somehow you know, he had this uh, this this copy of WrestleMania, and uh, I remember the main event. Number one, I was a Mr. T fan because I loved the A team, right? So now I got yeah. Mr. T in a match, um, and I didn't really know who. You know, I didn't know what it was that I was watching. I just kind of walked by, saw what he was watching, and the thing that captivate, captivated me was the the crowd. The reaction It showed the crowd Going nuts For Hulk Hogan We came out And I saw Hulk Hogan And I was like I want to be that guy Not necessarily I guess I was A -a Hulkamaniac At at first You know Yeah But it was more so Like Oh my god Like this guy Gets this kind of reaction I want that You know And I want to be big I want to be this Like larger than life Like you know, uh, cartoon, you know, come to life type of thing. So the minute I saw it, bro, it was like, like if I didn't, if my dad wasn't watching that at that particular time, my life would be completely different. It was that that moment that at 10 or 11 years old is kind of like when you really like, I think most kids kind of develop, they they find themselves at that point. They they have an idea of what they want to do or whatever. I was, it wasn't, I wasn't a fan. It it, it was like, okay, that's my future right there. You know, that's how it happened, man. And then from that day on, I was just obsessed with watching wrestling and, uh, and you know imitating the characters you know i would cut up my t-shirts you know what i mean all the the sleeves like the way that the yeah. rockers and the way that uh brutus beefcake and and macho man and all those guys you know they they were very big into uh their clothes being ripped so i would be like messing up my t-shirts and my mom be getting mad at me for like <laughs> everything being all fringed out and you know but that, that was my you know i was hooked man i wanted to be those guys you know yeah
1: and uh, when did you start your training then when did you make up that decision that you were going to do this?
0: Um I was about I was about 21 where I started to say okay it's time to look like a wrestler. That was my first that was my first uh uh decision was that I'm not going to get into this and 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 not look the part Be in shape. Yeah. Very Important to me and uh i had a friend that uh you know that i emulate like i he was like my uh my uh, uh i looked up to him he was older than i was and and he was like uh, he worked security at this like uh indoor arcade you know and i would always talk to him i mean i knew him from when i was like 15 and i'm like hey one day i want to get big like you and, you know whatever and i just yeah because he looked like a wrestler you know Hey, he you know, he's the first guy that I was like talking to that I seen in person that looked, you know, I mean he was a bodybuilder, you know? Yeah. And uh and then, you know, somehow we we kept in touch, you know, like uh I don't even know how, but at you know, at twenty one years old, man, it was like I I I asked him if he could uh, you know, turn me into a monster, man, you know, and he he took me on as like, I I ate with him. I trained with him. I listened to everything that he told me. I was like a student of the game of getting big. You know what I mean? And eating yeah. was like, I would force myself to eat. My, my mom thought that I had an eating disorder because I was just eating so much and just training so much where like I would, I would be at the gym puking. And I mean, I, I got obsessed with that. Um, And then I started, I started my training not too, not too uh, long after I kind of built up the body. I got lucky, uh, you know, I really do believe that when you want something bad enough, that kind of like, you know, you manifest it just by, you know, you put it out there and you kind of like put yourself in the right place and you work hard, whatever. And here I was, you know, training, getting big and, uh, and I got a job at a gym and the, uh. The owner of the gym said to me, he said to me, um, like we were just talking when he when he first hired me and, uh, you know, it was dead in the gym and he's just talking to me. He's like, so, you know, tell me more about yourself. What do you want to do? You know, with, you know, obviously you don't want to work in a gym your whole life, you know, and I was like 21 or 22. And um, I said, well, actually, I don't tell a whole lot of people this. And it's true. I, I kept it to myself. Only the people that were real close to me. And, and some of them weren't even my family. I didn't even tell my mom and dad because I didn't want them to criticize it or, or worry or, you know, whatever. Um, but for some reason, I told him. And I said, I don't tell a lot of people, but I actually, I want to be a professional wrestler. And... Once again, if I didn't say those words to him, who knows what would have ended up, you know, happening with me. But the next words out of his mouth were, hey, there's a guy who works out here who's a professional wrestler. I'll introduce you to him. That was it. He introduced me to him the next time he was in there. He was just, you know, an indie guy. Um, I wasn't aware of, like, what indie wrestling really was. I was just, you know, I didn't know him. You know, he wasn't a WWE guy. I was like, you know, I was... Still learning. There was no internet, you know, back then, ancient times. <laughs> uh, you know, I I just said to him, uh, "Hey, um, you know, uh, like I didn't know him, you know, at all." I introduced myself and said, "Hey, it's my dream to to be a wrestler," and I was just wondering if if you would like do me the biggest favor and and, and train me. And he said that uh, like later on talking to him, he he just said that he saw that I was like, he saw it in my eyes that I was not just some kid, like, you know, wanting to be, uh, you know, uh, hey, uh, how could I make an event WrestleMania next year? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he knew I was going to work hard. And again, he saw my my body. Condition. So it's like, hey, man, this is how serious I am. Look at the work that I put into to looking like a wrestler. And I... I worked my ass off man I'm not the fastest learner and uh you know so I, I I took bump after bump after bump and messing up and hitting my head and hitting my elbows and you know um but I was damn serious and he knew that and he and he trained me and that was like the beginning you know uh, and then of course you know being trained by different people at different places over over the years but that was the beginning of it is that you know I'm working at that gym and, you know, and I just mentioned that I want to be a wrestler. And next thing you know, it's like, I, I think it was like that next week. Um I was, uh I was training, you know, at a place down in, uh down in Brooklyn.
1: It was all kind of meant to be.
0: It really was, man. It really was. Yeah. I mean, you know, it makes like a perfect story, but it's almost like, almost like it all fell on my lap because I wanted it so bad. I wanted to be, Huge, And I knew this guy and, you know, he showed me the way he was my mentor, you know? Yeah. Um, And then, you know, when I had the body, the next thing you know, you know, and I had just changed jobs from working at a gas station that I was working at for a while that I got along really good with the guys that owned it. They were like young. They were like my age, but they owned the gas station. And we were just like three dudes like that had fun hanging out. But for whatever reason, I decided that I, I needed to, to change that up. And I, 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 you know, I went to go work at this gym. I don't even know why I, I guess I just wanted to be in that environment now that I was like working out and everything. But if I didn't switch jobs when I did and get into bodybuilding the way that I did and meet, uh, his name was Vinnie Magnetti, the shark attack kid. Um, I mean, none of like I wouldn't be here talking to you right now because everything yeah. that happened happened. You know, if one of those, if one of those things that I mentioned had not happened or happened differently, everything would have been different right now. Yeah,
1: you you worked. Um, I was reading online in kind of a developmental part of WWE in Kentucky. Is that true? And how did that come about?
0: Yeah, um, OVW kentucky uh was the developmental system of wwe at the time it was 2005. um that happened pretty much because uh i had been working uh on the independent circuit mostly on the the east coast because i'm from new york so we was you know doing every weekend you know new york uh like the new jersey um uh, you know, Massachusetts, um, uh, Delaware, it was like we were, and I say we, because it was a group of guys that, that I kind of formed a, a good relationship with and good friendships with, uh, down at ECPW in New Jersey. That's kind of like where I ended up gravitating towards there after, uh, you know, after my training. And Brooklyn was kinda of done because uh, Vinny had broken his leg and then the other guys I don't know what happened but everybody kinda of disappeared and Yeah. And I needed to move on to a different place where I could train. Um and I just knew like, okay, you know, I'm I'm not being seen here by the people that I need to be seen by. You know what I mean? I I have sent in my stuff to WWE and, you know, they were aware of who I am and um I, I just it was like, okay, like, I need to get in their face. I need to be where they are. They're not coming to me. I need to come to them. So yeah. um, what actually happened in 2003, I think it was 2003, that uh, they had, OVW had their first tryout camp where it was like, uh, you're not given a contract, but you're given an invite to come train down at ovw still pay you know ovw but they didn't just let anybody in at one time it was just developmental now they were kind of opening the doors for guys on the indies to come down there and be given a look and be given the you know okay yeah you deserve to be trained by rip rogers and al snow and you know uh, mike mondo those those were the trainers down there and um unfortunately you know, I got myself and I was ramped and I was like, you know, uh, went down there and, and, uh, I, I didn't get chosen to be a part of OVW and it was disappointing, but, uh, a year later or two years later, they kind of like opened the doors to, Hey, you know, it's now a regular wrestling school. And if you want to, you well, know, if you want to move down here on your own dime and you want to, um, uh, you know, pay for the training and stuff like that. Um, come on down. You know? And uh and that's what I did. So, um, there's a few little things in there, but I'm not gonna mention some of the little tiny details. But Yeah. Yeah, to uh to sum it up is that I wasn't invited and then kinda like when they when you didn't need an invite anymore, I said, Okay, well then I'm going back down mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah
1: and why why did you ultimately call it a day for the in-ring stuff
0: well that that's I still don't know when my last time in the ring was because I never like said that I was gonna I didn't have my retirement match or whatever um, yeah she's up to no good down there some. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna find something back there over, oh yeah there we go hold on one second yeah is yeah busy eating some all right back there um so i was down at OBW from 2005 to 2007 um towards the end of, in 2007 I thought everything was going great I was doing uh, I was training now in the developmental class because when I was first told I could come down I had to kind of start at the bottom yeah and uh, Danny Davis not not the ref Nightmare Danny Davis was the owner of OVW and he made the, the choices and he you know asked me first to, you know uh, we're going to put you into RIP's class if that's cool with you I said yeah yeah you know so he he taught the intermediate class and al taught the uh the advanced class which was just guys that were under contract with a few guys that they saw potential in that they would let into that class Mm -hmm. and he saw something in me and let me you know eventually train with the developmental guys so um i mean everything was going great you know what i mean when the office came down i was able to be seen I was able to do promos in front of them. I was able to work in front of them. And uh, I'm like, man, I'm in a position that, you know, I'm on their TV every week. They were letting me do, you know, getting squashed by their developmental guys on TV every week. And I was like, man, this this is going exactly the way that it should. And then all of a sudden, all of the guys that weren't under developmental were told um, that when, when the office comes down that we're not, uh, we're not allowed to show up, uh, when they come, it's only for development they only want to see the guys that they're paying. They only want to see the guys that are under contract. And now I'm like, well, okay. That was one time that sucks because this is what I moved down here for, for them to see me, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and then it happened again, where you know like the next month or whatever um they the office came down and i wasn't able to uh be there you know they told me to stay home you know and uh but it wasn't me it was like everybody that was not under contract but i started to get real discouraged and and was like this is bullshit like you know i i moved all the way down to kentucky you know on my own dime like for the training and for the opportunity to be seen, and now I'm being told that sorry
1: it's all good, man.
0: There's a, a, a maintenance guy outside there. Let me see if I. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I thought I thought by being in the car.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry man This will make a fantastic outtake Don't worry
0: Yeah they're uh They're trying to steal my spotlight man <laughs> Hold on one second I'm just going to pull over Where uh <laughs> Where there's no people <laughs> Alright Let me just Find this spot right here Here we go Alright now you guys shut up. Uh So at that point, you know, I didn't know where to go. I was like, well, shit! now I'm I'm in Kentucky and I'm pretty much like done with OVW and I moved down here for OVW. And now here I am basically, you know, from New York living in Kentucky without a reason to be there. And yeah, I'm like, "Shit! I don't want to go back to New York, you know, I don't want to take a step backwards. And I figured, like, I got to do something that's moving me forward and Um, I had a friend that, uh, that I knew from back home, back in New York, and he was a wrestler and he actually did come out to OVW for a little while. And, uh, and you know, and, and we lived together and we trained together, but then I think what happened was his dad got sick or whatever. His dad lived in Vegas. So he left OVW, went to Vegas and, um, and then, uh, that was like right at the time that I was kind of like lost and didn't know where I was going. And he said, he was the one that told me, you know, Hey, move out here, man. You know, I'll help you get a job. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll get a place together. And, you know, it just seemed like a, like a good idea, you know, okay, well, there's something different. I'm not moving backwards. I'm moving forwards. I'm four hours. Like I knew that I wanted to do the acting thing when I was done with wrestling and here I am now. I'm like, okay, well, Vegas is four hours from LA you know I'm getting closer um and Vegas being the entertainment capital of the world you know what I mean I was like cool man I'll, I'll get a job you know working in a show or something somehow um and uh, I said all right man I'm, I'm gonna come down you know for a few days and check it out and you know see how you know how that environment feels and everything and Uh, next thing, you know, I'm driving 28 hours from Kentucky to Las Vegas and that now Vegas was my new home. Um, and then I ended up in LA after living here for, uh, two or three, what was it? Two or three years. And then I ended up, uh, moving to LA, uh, with a friend who was basically, uh, pursuing the same exact stuff. Um, I, uh. I, uh, I met him working in. I actually did get a job in a show, which is kind of like I'll say something and I'll manifest it. It's, a you know, if people don't believe in the law of attraction and like and that was my plan. Move to Vegas. OK, I'm not going to get a regular job. I'm going to do something entertainment because that's me. That's what I do. That's who I am. You know, so I'm working in the tournament 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 of Kings show. It's like the medieval times thing. Yeah. And um, so I, I met who's now my best friend. Uh, and he wanted to go out to LA and pursue the whole, you know, acting stunt work, this, that, whatever. And I said, well, shit, man, that's always been my plan is to get out of here and, you know, end up there. I said, let's, let's plan it. Let's go. So we both, you know, we, we moved out, um, to LA and both were doing the same, the same thing. Um, you know, we lived together and so it wasn't as expensive as LA could be. And um, I I did pretty good out there with the acting stuff. You know what I mean? Like I I did some some pretty, pretty cool things that, you know, they're not huge things, but they they're cool memories for me. And I made a little bit of money, you know, doing some things and I got some great memories and stories. You know what I mean? That. uh, Yeah. That'll, you know, always be with me from that experience. But he ended up moving back here. Um, because this family was here and everything. And, uh, and then now things got too expensive in LA. And, um, I basically, you know, had gone through a bad breakup and it was like, I didn't want to stay there anymore, you know? And (laughs) the next thing you know, I'm back in Vegas and I ended up getting my old job back. Somebody was leaving the tournament of King show. And, uh, you know, I left on good terms and I said, Hey man, you know, can I take that spot? And, um, Next thing you know, man, it's like I never left. I'm working (laughs) back in the show and I'm actually I moved back into the same apartment complex that I that I lived in uh, when I uh, was out here the first time.
1: It's it sounds like um, that everything that happens in your life is kind of in some kind of sequence and it just all kind of comes full circle.
0: Yeah, it really does. I mean, like I kind of set up a plan for myself and I guess it's just that I, I put my energy into things like really, uh really strong. And I guess, you know, I, you know, when I want something bad enough and I work towards it and I feel that it's possible. I mean, you know, it, it, it really is strange to me that from day one, I said, I was going to be a wrestler, became a wrestler. I said, I was going to do some acting stuff in LA. I did some acting stuff in LA. I said, I was going to work in a show in Las Vegas That happens, you know, and then that brings me to where I am now, because at some point where the wrestling, to answer your question about where the wrestling like ended, I don't know, because I said that I was done wrestling when I left Vegas. Um, uh, I mean, when I left OVW, I came to Vegas and somehow the next thing you know is I'm I find a wrestling uh, promotion out here. I don't know. I think I saw a flyer and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, well, let me see what that's all about. Next thing you know, I'm doing some wrestling on the side here in Vegas. Then when I moved to L.A., same thing. I'm saying, you know, OK, doing the acting thing now. I'm not a wrestler. I'm an actor. OK, no more wrestling. I'm, I'm watching TV and I see wrestling on TV, uh, uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood. uh and it looked like a good production and it was on tv and i found out you know david marquez uh you know ran that and next thing you know i'm getting in touch with him and we we set up a meeting and he had this idea for me uh to do a particular character and next thing you know i'm i'm doing you know shows on tv you know uh for championship wrestling from hollywood it's like i couldn't get away from it you know yeah and then um and then at some point i i i don't know i don't know how i think i think like just mentally i got like like okay man i'm really sick of this shit now. you know like i'm i'm going to focus on other things uh i moved back but, to vegas
1: yeah but i was just going to say but look at where you are now even though you're not in the ring you're in an environment and I'll touch on conventions like that with guys that you grew up watching and you're signing autographs with them. How fucking crazy is
0: that? That one I didn't, well, I, I would have never like, that wasn't part of my plan. Like I never, Oh, after I'm done wrestling and acting, I'm going to become an impersonator. Um, basically that, you know, I know I ramble and ramble. I want to give you the full story though. Um, What ended up uh the way that the match thing happened was basically um like i was working at a nutrition store now i was like a regular guy i wasn't doing anything in entertainment because i was no longer working in the tournament of king show you know I, i'd been there for 10 years the, the whole you know the entire uh if you put all the years together they were kind of doing their, uh, you know, their youth movement, you know, like the new generation. They were bringing guys in and getting rid of some of the older guys. And, gotcha. you know, they, they got rid of me. And now I'm like, shit, I, I don't know how to do, you know, regular, like, I can't work in a store. I can't work a, as a trainer. I can't, like, I didn't want to go back there, but... um and I felt very stuck and got very depressed and everything. And uh, it was my manager uh, of the store. I was real cool with him. And he knew of, you know, I would do my impressions and stuff like that. I always try to, you know, get a laugh. And, you know, uh, I, he knew of my Macho Man thing. And he seen me on, a, on one Halloween, you know, dressed in full Modge gear. And he was like, holy shit, man, you look just like him. And you do the – he's like – you live in Vegas, man. You never thought to be like an actual impersonator and try to make money at this. And a light bulb went off and I said, yeah, what the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> I, I'm going to pursue that. And the next day I got some business cards made up. I, I, uh, I, 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 uh, got like, I made all new social media platforms with the March name. I don't know the, the March name just kind of came to me, that whole M O T C H you know, because I didn't want to use anything savage. I didn't want to use anything Macho Man. You know, I wanted to make it my own. And um, and then yeah, like here we are, man. Next thing you know, I, I I think the first gig that I got it was a wedding in New Jersey, and uh, I got hired <laughs> because I got ordained. I was like, I'm going to do everything with this. I got ordained, and and I and I did a wedding in New Jersey, and now I'm like, I actually just got booked in a different state, got paid to marry a couple doing what I do. And I said, <laughs> yeah, it's <"This is> unreal. <laughs> kept it going, man. I just kept it going. And thanks to Dennis, my social media guy, he put me out there. And um, and here we are about, I guess, about three years later now, um, since I started doing this modge thing and uh yeah i was at one of the biggest uh, wrestling conventions this past weekend um you know with some big names and i'm like this this is surreal for me cuz i'm not nobody knows me as a wrestler nobody knows me as vic divine some of the some of the people know me you know that have met me before yeah uh, but uh but yeah man it's, it's like like I can't believe it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, this is what I set out to do. I said, I'm going to do conventions. I said, I'm going to do cons. I said, I'm going to make this, I'm going to be the number one macho man impersonator in the world. And everybody's going to know about it. And, yeah. uh, and here I am, you know, getting, getting booked and, and making more money at, you know, pretending to be a wrestler and taking no bumps than I ever was. Nobody knows Vic Divine, but everybody knows. Well, not everybody, but more people know Mach than they know Vic, and and I ain't beating myself up anymore, and um, and, and my I can't I can't wrestle anymore, even if I wanted to, because of like the injuries and stuff. I have like a bad like case of spinal stenosis now, so I would like to get in the ring and do it as much because I think that would be entertaining as hell for, for people to see. And I could mimic his movements in the ring because I have, you know, ring experience. Uh, it would be great. I really wish that I can do it because I know it would be entertaining and I know I could make a lot of money if I tell him, you know, (laughs) you know, if you want me to wrestle, I'm going to have to, you know, so, um, here I am, man, you know, macho man impersonator past, present, future
1: yeah i seen man online like um it's kind of like when you put yourself in the public eye like i seen you put up posts a few weeks ago and people are chatting shit underneath or some other guy that's fucking dressed as macho man that thinks he's the shit or something i think that's what it was I remember reading it and i was going what a fucking idiot but like what i want to know is like how do you deal with that side of things you know like like even like when you put yourself out there, I know that everyone will say this. If you put yourself out there in any form of entertainment, you're going to be kind of sniped at from dickheads and whatnot. Like, how do you deal with that?
0: I don't deal with it. Well, I need to work on that. Um, you know, haters are haters because they hate themselves. And the only way that they feel better is by trying to shit on someone who they're envious of. And I know that, you know what I mean? That's like, But still, when somebody hates on me, I let it get to me. And it's stupid because, like, Lanny himself put me over and said that, like, Randy would have loved me. He said that if there's ever a Macho Man movie, that he wants me to play Macho Man. I mean, getting serious endorsements from serious people, okay? Yeah. And then I let some dick who's, you know, sitting in his mom's basement, you know, say that, oh, you... You know, you're disrespecting him, and how dare you make believe you're him, and or you think you're Macho Man? It's like they don't understand what a what an imperson, what, you know, someone who's an impersonator slash tribute artist. Does that mean like every Elvis impersonator? Disrespect? They
1: must, yeah. They they must think that you just uh, go to sleep dressed as much and then you wake up and you leave your Mach stuff on in the shower, and you're just always much That's what they must think.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know. And that just shows how ridiculous they are. You know what I mean? It's like, this is, you know, it's like, it's a character. It's like, you know, if you're a wrestler or you're an actor or you're, uh, you know, a musician, you have a certain persona. The macho man persona is just the world's greatest macho man impersonator that's ever, that anyone's ever seen. I know that, you know, I'm I'm not being cocky. I know. I've been told by, you know, people that matter. And uh, you know, when when somebody is trying to do what I do or they're just uh you know, if they're wrestlers that have been busting their ass and they can't get booked on shows or conventions and then they see me getting booked, it's just haters, man. I, I need to I need to work on not giving a shit about them because they don't matter you know what i mean and just laugh about it that you know all it is is just them showing their their jealousy and their envy you know yeah yeah
1: you just got to put yourself you got to put yourself forward and you see the more famous and popular you become the more hate you're gonna get and that goes across the board for everyone in entertainment that's the kind of strange world that we live in really yep yeah, you
0: know, even you don't. I, I, I guarantee, right, that you have gotten hate from other podcasts. Uh, you know, say, "Oh, this guy's podcast isn't as good as mine," and you know, hate. Not, not your-
1: even, not even that. But I find like there's like maybe blank YouTube accounts that I'd write shit underneath the video about me or about someone else, and I just go on to it, just delete it, and just pretend it never happened.
0: Yeah, see, that's what I need to work on, man. Because that's yeah. the right. That's, it, you know as much as i focus my energy on on good stuff and that's how i've gotten you know everything that i that i've put out there but i got a real problem with uh letting negative energy get in my way you know dumb. take people. it personally uh, yeah like and, and yeah. Why, you know it's like i could have a thousand people tell me how great it is that i do this and you know and i've gotten compliments like you know that i've that they look forward to seeing my lives and it helps them get through the day. I mean, really like, like, and I'm like me, you know what I mean? But it's so like, it, it's such an honor to be told that like, I, that I make a difference in somebody's life. And, and, and then I gotta have a million people tell me nice things like that. And then I got one jerk off telling me, you know, um, you're, you know, you're a disgrace and, and, you know, Right, you know, Randy Savage is rolling over in his grave right now, whatever, you know. Um, a powerful family would hate you and blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, it's like, well, maybe you ought to look into that, you know. But I let it get to me that somebody is like, you know, I could have a thousand fans and then I have one person that's not a fan and I'm like pissed at what they're saying about me. So even me just saying that right there kind of puts things into perspective where I really need to just say you know, almost laugh at, it. if you're gonna, if you're hating on me, if you hate on someone that most people love, then aren't you really like the joke, you know, yeah. it's
1: like, you know, yeah. so, man, that was a really, really good conversation, uh, going through like pretty much all that you've been doing in your career now not all because we we're only recording 40 minutes but it was kind of a a nice little synopsis there for people that can see you outside of the costume that they're used to seeing you in maybe
0: yeah it's it's weird for me because I'm so used to doing my podcast in character I'm so used to yeah nobody ever wants to interview you know me you know Vic Divine. I mean my name is Mark Ward I'm not even you know Vic yeah. uh, Is is the wrestling name and the act,
1: yeah you know but uh
0: but I actually do like it better like I still sometimes will introduce myself as Vic, you know like if I'm at a wrestling show it's weird sometimes I'll never really use my real name. I'll say Mach or I'll say Vic. I just don't like my like when I say my real name I kind of feel like well I'm not I'm not Mark at this you know in this area. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Nobody can see yeah.
0: him you know so Um, but I'm always like, for me to talk in my regular voice is, you know, is weird because even when I, I'll do like Facebook live, you know, and basically whenever I'm on camera, I'm not, you know, like dressed as myself and talking like myself. So this is really rare, you know, this is like, some people don't know my real voice or know, you know, how extremely good looking I am without, you
1: know so well man i i i hope you i hope you enjoyed it anyway and what i'm going to do is i'm going to put your podcast link down below and your website and anything else you want to send my way i will put it underneath and thanks a million for your time today man
0: thanks man i enjoyed it
1: Yeah. talk to you soon.